Are you a mother who sees the holidays coming and you know that it's going to be four weeks, six weeks, or even eight weeks sometime where you have to start thinking of what you're going to do with childcare, thinking of what you're going to do with work? If you are that mother, this episode is for you. I know what it's like to be a working mother and have your children approaching school holidays and having that panic because I've been there. I am Dr. Dini. I'm the award-winning mom empowerment coach. I'm a family doctor, international speaker, and the best-selling author of the book, Every Mom is a Supermom, and your host on the Well Before Mothers show. And today, it's all about this practical thing, which is school holidays. We love to spend time with our children, don't we? But as working mothers, it can be a challenge when the school holidays is more than one week or two weeks, where you could probably put all your annual leave together and just take the holiday. Some people have got the option of their work coinciding with school holidays. For example, if you're a mother and maybe you're a teacher, there is that possibility that you will not be working on school holidays. So that's awesome. But not everybody is a school teacher. And so we need to address this very important thing. I recall when I was having my children at a younger age, and this is something that every mother who perhaps has got younger children, maybe under school age, under the age of five, would appreciate because during school holidays, the nurseries still open. So when you're used to paying for childcare, the children go in maybe at seven o'clock and you get to pick them up at 6 p.m. That's awesome. Childcare sorted. Maybe you have a childminder and there's also an arrangement there. That's awesome. Childcare sorted. But the moment they hit school age, we know that there are different breaks, different school holidays and the longest of them is the summer holiday. The holiday that is longest between some people start in June, some people start in July and do not resume until September. That is a long time. So what I started doing when, of course, my older one went into school, I started to find ways to juggle. And this was a period where I was working full-time as a doctor I had my son who was going to nursery happily, which is fine, but the older one was going to school. You might think, oh my goodness, how did you manage that? Sometimes you are, might, you might be very lucky and maybe you've got family and friends that can have your children while you're at work, or you might also have some ability to do some flexible working. On my own, um, situation in my own scenario. Unfortunately, my family was thousands of miles away and my job was a physical job because I had to go into the hospital. I could not remotely stream into the hospital. Now, of course, not everybody likes what's happened with the pandemic, but if there's anything I would say that the pandemic did for us, it gave us options of hybrid working, which to a large extent has remained from some industries. And of course, they are considering, well, if we're able to work during lockdown, why can't we still keep this hybrid model? 
And so it's so important for us to harness that goodness from even a horrible situation such as the pandemic. And so the planning for the school holidays, handling this school holiday panic, will start with a bit of long-term planning. And yes, I said it, long-term planning. Why? Because every school would have a breakdown of what the term dates are. So when they're going on holiday, when they're breaking up for holidays, when they're starting the new session, semester, or term. You can use that information to plan your schedule. You can use it to plan your annual leave, your study leave, and every other form of leave that you can find. Very importantly, you can also plan your childcare. So I know that there are many people that are like me that will be listening to this, and maybe they haven't got the mother, the father, the sister, the cousin, or relative, or even friends that are in the same environment, in the same country as them. And so there is a bit of a struggle to get childcare. If that's you, there are certain things you can do as well that can help. And we'll talk about that in this episode. So if you have the holidays just lurking around the corner and you're panicking right now, don't panic because the other tips I'll be sharing in this episode will help you. But if maybe you are in this situation and you want to plan ahead, I want you to go to your child's school website. And if you've got more than one child like I do, and both my children are not in the same school because one is in high school and one is not in high school, it's just one of those ones where you have to take both term date information and plan. Okay, so that will help you plan. So that's a very important thing. Now, of course, we as mothers, we have a way of solving problems. So when something pops up, it's not quite right. You look for ways to harness the goodness in it and solve the problems that pop up. So we need to do some research. We are great researchers. So I want you to do something in terms of the second activity. The second activity to help you deal with school holidays is to do a little bit of research into what are the local childcare facilities that are available outside of school time. So they could be holiday clubs, they could be camps, they could be activities. These are options that are available. However, I have to say, make sure you also Look at the activities that are offered and let them be things that align with your child's interest or the kind of experiences you want them to have. I'll give you an example. My children, they love technology. They love the creative parts of art as well, especially my, my daughter. Whenever I'm looking for maybe an activity club, I look for something that has got an interest in, say, physical activity or artwork or some games as well. So those are certain things that you can also think, oh, gosh, okay, my child is interested in this. Or maybe I would want my child to learn about this. And then you look for a club, uh, an activity camp that can meet those needs. Of course, it, it can be expensive. 
But this is where your research comes in, because there are sometimes in different parts of the world, whichever country you're in, where you can have some subsidized payment plan because of maybe you're working or part of the um, the benefits that you receive as a working parent. So these are things you need to explore so that it's not costing you an arm and a leg to work as well as have children. Okay. So for some people, they are probably maybe um, not entitled to some of these things. This is where we need to look at other options as well. Okay. So of course, these are the, um, the kind of things to explore when you're looking at ways to handle and keep yourself um, organized for the school holidays. The third one, which I would share with you, this is a very good one. Now, you might not have friends, you might not have family close by you, but there are other parents that are in the same situation as you. That's the truth of the matter. We are all different in our different and unique in our different ways and it's beautiful but there are certain underlying things that kind of unite us school holidays is one of them the struggles of balancing work and motherhood is one of them this is the moment where you start looking at those relationships you can you should have built from earlier okay so you remember the first step I said was planning. Okay. And this is something that is very useful. One thing I've found is that when you are interacting with your child, remember, it's not just about your child. It's about you. You drop your child off at school, you pick them up, or maybe you have some arrangement of how to drop and pick them up. Still make an effort. And this, it might be a huge effort you make, or it might be a, a simple gesture of being interested in another person. Make friends with the parents of your children's friends. For example, on the playground where we parents come together to pick the children, you know that somebody is standing there and you say, oh, are you the mother of, and you mention the person's name, and it's, oh, yes, I am. Exchange details phone numbers, arrange play dates. All that is happening during term time. If there are certain interests that the children have or you have, you can start to build your network. Remember, your network is your net worth. This is not just work-related or business-related. This is in relation to your children as well. What that network does for you is you can collaborate with other parents to share the childcare responsibilities. What good thing this is, is if you've got such a great relationship with at least three or four different mothers and you've got your children there, you can share the responsibility so that if a person works part-time and maybe goes to work Monday, Tuesday, and another one works Thursday, Friday, and another one works Wednesday. You can shuffle around where the children would be for the working period while the person who is taking care of them is at home, not at work. And then the other parents can go to work and do what they do. This does take a little bit of planning. And it's almost like um, trade by butter. It's like I'll, 
I'll scratch your back, you scratch my back. And it's so beautiful because I've seen it work. I happen to be in a group of an amazing uh, set of mothers. And these mothers, they all work together to support each other. Oh, my goodness, I'm going to work and there's this activity that my child needs to attend. Can you pick them up from school and take them to the activity? And somebody volunteers. Sure, I'll do that. That is built from the term time where you have the interactions on the playground, when you're dropping off or picking up your children. That's another collaboration that you can do. It's not as expensive, of course, as going to pay a childminder or a camp or perhaps a holiday club. Okay, so it's definitely a, an option that you can do. And of course, you can also transfer that collaboration from holiday time to term time. That can be where you say, oh, you pick the children on so-and-so day, so a bit of car sharing, and then, or um, pick up duties, and then the other person does the same as well. So that is brilliant and is beautiful because it just builds that friendship and relationship that could last for a lifetime. So I hope this is making sense. I hope these are getting your the um, wheels in your head turning that, oh, my goodness, the school holidays are not a dreaded time, but there are ways around this. OK, remember, I've got you. Don't fret. I know it can be challenging, but trust me, you've got this. So the next one I'd like to cover is the flexible work arrangements. Like I mentioned earlier, the pandemic was really troubling. It caused a lot of pain, a lot of loss. But there was one thing that came up. Because many countries were in lockdown and people had to work remotely, organizations who felt it was impossible to work remotely soon discovered that it was possible. Things were done and business was moving. As a result, some people have learned that, okay, I do not have to go into work five days a week. I can actually work remotely certain days and go into work, into the fiscal office on other days. What if you can have that flexible work arrangement whereby maybe you go for a half day? So this is another one option where you combine maybe the child care or someone watching your child or going to sign your child up for a holiday club for a half day rather than a full day, which is more expensive. And you say, oh, I'll work that half day. You go into the office, get your work done, come out, pick up your child, and you continue um, working remotely. That's one way. Another way could be a situation whereby you might have looked at the entire two to three months of school holidays and said, okay, there are certain days which I need to be in the office. And just put them in such a way, select those critical days that if you were not in the office, something, you know, horrible will happen or something. You would have also have picked your annual leave days and planned it in advance. Remember, you would have booked all that in. Then there are some days you can say, okay, I'm going to be able to work from home regarding this. Or during term time, you can work overtime to claim back time in the school holidays. So those are certain flexible work arrangements that you can have in relation to your um, employer. Okay, so this is a discussion you want to have with your line manager, with your HR department. 
And it's very, very useful to be able to have this discussion early enough so that you can actually implement it without the stress of working and being a mother and juggling those two. Okay. So if you've not already, and maybe you are an employer, you are in the HR department, you're hearing me. There are so many options that we could explore and you can explore to actually help your employees to feel valued in your organization. I normally speak in organizations and help them with consulting and also some practical workshops for management to say, hey, what are certain things you're putting in place that the employee feels valued, that the employee's well-being is actually well catered for, that they do not even want to leave? These are the things that I could bring into your organization. And of course, if you're interested, send me an email. My details are in the show notes. Make sure you get in touch and then we can talk about working with your team to help with your recruitment and retention of mothers in your workforce. Now, beautiful things that we have shared so far, but there's another one. And this one is very fun because people think that it's, oh, I don't have time to spend with my children. Oh, I'm working all the time. I work 10 hours, 12 hours, and my children just don't see me available to play with them. Now, one thing I need to let you know is that when it comes to interaction with your children, quality beats quantity. I'm going to say that again. When it comes to interaction with your children, quality beats quantity. So this is not about you saying, I'm going to spend 12 hours with my children, or I'm going to spend eight hours with my children. What is the quality you're bringing to that time, even if it's 30 minutes, even if it's one hour, whatever that little time that you think is, what's the quality? Part of what the quality is, is you know your child most times better than many other people do. You know what their interests are. That quality time, let it be about them, their interests, and how you can be a part of it. This can come in form of you now saying, okay, I have learned that my child likes arts and crafts. Okay, for that reason, I and my child would draw or paint or do something together. And while you're there, that's the time when your phone is far away. You you have your do not disturb notices up. You are there just having that fun time. That's the time for you to roll on the grass and have that amazing fun time where you become a child yourself and play so hard. You do that with your child for 30 minutes, that child holds on to it. And those are core memories that are stored and building their emotional intelligence and building their character because they are learning by example how to be. They are also nurtured. And, you know, in that moment, that bonding that is occurring is releasing chemicals that nurture their mental and emotional well-being. So remember, quality above quantity. So it's not about spending a whole day with your child. It's about the amount, the um, quality you're bringing to that limited amount of time that you're spending with your child. I hope this is learning. I've got so many things I'd like to share with you. It's unbelievable. And um, I know I 
that these are certain things that you can think of and perhaps there are questions you you can ask and say, oh my goodness, how do I do this differently? How do I adjust things? These are things that you can do. I hope this has helped you today. I hope this is making sense. And I hope you utilize some of these things. And if you do have any amazing tactics or tips, I'll be delighted to hear about them. What I tend to do when I do the show is I try to make this bite-sized. So I try not to go for sessions that are too long because I know that you're busy mothers. You are maybe commuting to drop your children off and you're listening to the podcast. So you probably have 20 to 30 minutes or you're commuting to work or you're doing your workout or something. So I know that you your time is limited. So I'm going to put this together for you now to have a listen. You can come back and listen again. Make some notes and put some action points down. This is what I'm going to do to ensure that I optimize the school holidays to work for me and not against me, to create harmony between my work life and my mother life. I hope this is giving you good ideas because this is something that's going to transform your life and your relationship with your children and ensure that you're not burnt out and you are having an harmonious, beautiful motherhood journey. I am Dr. Dini. Do not forget to share this with other people. Also, please leave a review. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are about this. And until next time, I ask that you stay well. Mm-hmm.